With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BCS. Tracy Power talking about One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And I tell you, Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my thing. To the 20. Geis. Touchdown. Who that? This is the Chris Gordy Show. Look, they're all important games. So, yeah, I think it's important going into the bye, really having won a couple games in a row. Um, certainly to be at this position, you know, starting off the way we did, um, you know, is encouraging. We still have a number of things we've got to clean up. That was head coach Sean Payton following his team's, uh, well, you know, We'll use the word dominant because they shut him out. It was a dominant win over the Miami Dolphins out there in London. Saints now 2-2 two and two in their bye week, and uh, they'll get the Lions starting up next week. And welcome in now for our weekly segment. Right around this time every week, we talk with Greg Bedard, bostonsportsjournal.com, joins the show. Greg, good morning. How are you, sir? Dominant. Were you watching the same game that I was? Well, you know, look. Sec- Let's have this, Greg. Let Se- us have it, please. Second half that was, was called. That was, that was called fugly. That's what it was called. <laughs> No, I mean, look, let's, I, let's 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 be honest here. That wasn't exactly a Picasso out there in I'll, in London. Hey, it was the first shutout in Sean Payton's coaching coaching tenure. So how about that? First time a team has ever shut out an opponent under Sean Payton. All it took was Jay Cutler and a terrible Dolphins offense. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean that that was a that was a weird game. Like you know, you know, at first on Sundays, you know, especially in the morning, and the Patriots had a one o'clock game, so I was sort of monitoring that game from afar. But you know, you saw like the, the score and everything. You're like, oh well, you know, the Dolphins just didn't show up. And then you watch it, and it was like scoreless for a while. And you know, there were some crucial plays, like the third and one play um, that one of the Dolphins defenders got called for. Holding that would have, you know, kept the Saints out of scoring range, and that was a good call. But it was just—it was a funky, like a lot of those London games. It was a funky game. I thought it was really interesting that the Saints just screamed and reversed yes. and everything. The Dolphins to death in that game. It wasn't like they were trying to go march up and down the field. They were just dinking and dunking all over well, the place. You, but you know, you obviously, know. Sean saw something on film that that made him want to do that, and it was effective for them. Yeah, you know what it was, Greg? I, I saw two teams that didn't trust their O-lines. So the Saints were running screen games to their to their running backs, and the Dolphins kept running screens to their receivers. It was just, you know, turn and throw it to, <laughs> turn and throw yeah. it to Stills or turn and throw it to Parker. Yeah, seriously. It was like two teams that are like, yeah, we don't really want to be playing offense very long, so let's just, <laughs> let's just get rid of the ball as quickly as possible. <laughs> but I will say, it's from the first two games of the season from the Saints, where they were absolutely dreadful on defense and not very good on offense, these last two games have been a, a turnabout. I mean, a dominant defensive performance in Carolina, which, hey, we all said, well, Cam Newton stinks and all this. And then look at them this past week. They turned things around, go up to Foxborough and get a win. So, you know, as much as we wanted to write off that, oh, it was an ugly win in Carolina, Carolina sucks, well, then they bounce back and beat the Patriots next week. So go figure. 
What are you talking about? Cam the Cam Newton I saw on Sunday at Gillette Stadium is the MVP cam. I don't know what you're talking about, but no, you're uh you're you're correct. I mean, you know, I I think that, you know, what's impressive watching the Saints the past couple of weeks is how they've um you know, they've really turned a corner defensively. You know, I think it starts with the the cornerbacks with Lattimore and Crawley. You know, they've they're, look, you know, we all know about Lattimore. He's talented. The, the kid's got an unbelievable ceiling. But, you know, Crawley is just one of these kids who just, you know, he's he's tough. He's physical. He's brash. He reminds me of, he reminds me, what's interesting is, considering all the offseason talk, you know, Crawley reminds me a lot of Malcolm Butler when, um, you know, he was coming up. And, I, and I, you know, it's, I think this is one of the few times where Mickey Loomis um, has chosen, you know, wisely uh, as far as some of his off-season moves, not making the move for Malcolm Butler because uh, I think, you know, what Crawley has done out of nowhere has been a huge boost to this team. It was another week for uh, Adrian Peterson with very little activity in the offense. How long do you think this is going to end up lasting for him in New Orleans? You know, it's a good question. Um you know, it's uh, like we've talked about before. I mean, you know, what what is Adrian Peterson even doing there? Um, <laughs> I think I think it's going to come to a head pretty soon here because I think Peyton and Loomis are going to get together and they're going to be like, look, you know, we really like the personality of this team. We really like uh, the scrappiness, how these guys are doing it. And when you have a guy like Adrian Peterson there, you really run the risk of him being the turd in the punch bowl. Um, you know, really ruining everything for everybody. And I think if if I'm then, I think he, I think the the clip you said that Peyton they play this week and then they have their bye. Um, I think that's a good time because I think you know, depending on what happens this week, you see where the momentum's going. You just like you know, look, we got a good thing going. We don't want to ruin it. Let's let's just part ways with Adrian and and we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll definitely be something to monitor, especially, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, did he leave Minnesota in, in bad grace? I mean, it, with them losing Dalvin Cook for the year, um, you know, Jarek McKinnon is banged up. They got Latavius Murray. But was there a scenario at all that Minnesota would, would welcome him back, call the Saints and say, hey, look, we'll give you a seventh rounder, bring bring us our Hall of Famer back? Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think they're one of uh, – I think the Vikings were, uh, you know, I – I think they were looking at it, and they they were like, you know, what are we really getting here? Because you know the problem with Peterson, and you've already seen it down in New Orleans, is that you know he wants his touches, and if he doesn't get his touches, then he's cranky, and he he starts becoming a problem. And I think that you know that whole Adrian the AP factor, like you know he wants his touches, and we got to give him his touches, like you know. You really don't want to do that. And plus, you know the, the the Vikings with what they're doing with Shermer as the offensive coordinator, and you know even with Bradford out, um, you know really the identity of this team has become sort of like the short passing game. And we all know that's not a strength for Adrian Peterson. I think it's a case where the Vikings are just like it's it's been addition by subtraction for them in terms of Adrian Peterson. I, I you know one interesting team that I wouldn't rule out um, as a possible. Uh, contender for Adrian Peterson's services, uh, the Patriots. He visited here in the offseason. Uh, their running game's been okay, uh, but, you know, I think it's a case where Belichick might 
take a close look at that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, what Rex Burkhead's been banged up. I mean, you know, we we know how they treat running backs in in New England, but right. Yeah, I mean, it, he would he would at least be a piece there and, and would get some touches up there. We're talking with Greg Bedard, BostonSportsJournal.com. He's on Twitter at Greg A Bedard. So, Greg, uh, for the Saints, they're in this bye week. They get the Lions next week and the Packers the week after. I've kind of been saying, if you can go, you know, look, you're two and two. If you can go one and one in those games, and you're three and three. Got some very winnable games after that. You got Chicago, you got the Rams, you got the Bills, you got the Jets. I mean, there's still some very winnable games down the second half of, the, of, of this season. And so I just feel like weather the storm, get through Stafford and Rodgers these, these next two weeks after the bye, and then from there you can start eating up some wins. Yeah, I think it's a good time for their, you know, for their bye week. I think that, um, you know, I think they're going to need the preparation time for Stafford and Rodgers. I mean, even though they played well, they're they're playing better each week with with the secondary. I think, you know, this is really a good time for them to get on point because um, they're certainly going to be tested these next two weeks by those quarterbacks. And then, you know, you're right. I mean, between the Bears, you know, we'll see what happens with the Bucks. Um, you know, they they're not very good defensively. So you figure that might be a high-scoring affair, but I think I think you're right. I think the Saints have a chance shortly here to you know sort of you keep the momentum going and and you know if they can split these next two games, I think they're in pretty good shape. So a game that uh, we'll have an eye on in New Orleans tonight, and we'll all be Patriots fans tonight just for uh, for argument's sake. We want to root against uh, the Panthers and the Bucks and the Falcons. But uh, what what do you expect out of this one, Patriots and Buccaneers, Bucks? Sounds like they're going to get Doug Martin back in the run game. What what can we expect out of this one? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, the Patriots <laughs> are they're in an awful way right now defensively. I mean, I, I've never seen you know in my like you know seventeen years of covering the NFL, I've never seen a team, especially one as experienced in the secondary as the Patriots, have so many coverage busts. Um, and this isn't like you know it's been happening constantly through the first month and. You know, there's been a lot of criticism. A lot of it was because of Stephon Gilmore and, and, you know, how are they going to rebound? It's hard to get those things fixed on a short week. And now you're going against Jameis with, you know, Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson and Brait and all these guys. You know, they certainly have formidable offense. They could rip through the Patriots. It's, I don't know, in years past you would say, okay, the Patriots are getting criticism. This is where they answer their critics. And they might do that, but... Then again, you know, it could go awful um, tonight in in Tampa, and that will be a big story nationally if that happens. Talking with Greg Bedard, bostonsportsjournal.com. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Greg A. Bedard. So, Greg, uh, just some surprises across the league this past week. I mean, just when you think you try to get, you've got things figured out, I mean, you see teams winning that you don't expect to win. But I I think uh, a little bit more surprised by teams like Kansas City, undefeated, 4 0. They're going to Houston this next week to take on Deshaun Watson. But uh, are you surprised at what Kansas City's been able to put together? I mean, they draft their quarterback of the future in Pat Mahomes in the first round, and it almost was like it flipped the switch on on Alex Smith, who said, man, i got to play at the top of my game. And he's played really well. Obviously, I don't think anybody saw saw Kareem Hunt you know, doing what he would do as a, as a rookie running back. But just your overall thoughts on one of the undefeated teams in the league. Yeah, it's funny how that works. That, you know, the Chiefs, after – being sick of and admitting basically we're not going nowhere with 
a game manager, quarterback drafts, uh, you know, a big armed, risky rookie, and all of a sudden the incumbent starts, you know, ripping off plays and being more aggressive. I mean, you know, it's too bad Alex Smith didn't do this sooner. They wouldn't have drafted Mahomes, but this is where they are. I mean, I'm not totally surprised by the Chiefs. I mean, you know, to go into Foxborough, you know, was impressive, but now that we see the Patriots are sort of scuffling in the first month, like they sort of always do, you know, Eagles, Chargers, Redskins. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not that surprised by the Chiefs, um, you know, but, you know, that's that's going to be a tough division. The Derek Carr injury is, is going to throw things out of whack. I mean, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I don't think it's been that surprising this season other than maybe the giants being Oh, and four, but you know, again, that's not, that wasn't always out of the realm of possibility considering, um, you know, the way that team's constructed. Speaking of the Derek Carr injury, I mean, what, what have you seen from the Raiders for you personally? That's they, they didn't look all that great, even with Derek Carr out there, but how concerned should fans out in Oakland be? Yeah, I would be. I mean, you know, the the Raiders uh, so far, even before the car injury, sort of, you know, looked like um, one of these young teams. I read a lot of their clippings, so similar to the Cardinals a couple of years ago when, um, you know, people like myself at Sports Illustrated picked them to win the Super Bowl. And then, you know, all of a sudden they didn't even make the playoffs that year because they were they were too full of themselves. They believed their headlines and they didn't go out there and, and actually execute. And so, you know, that's what I see a lot of, uh, you know, with the Raiders. And right now they're, you know, with, with we don't know how long cars going to be out, but, you know, they have a, you know, they have a tough stretch. The, 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 they, they have a Ravens team this week. That's really desperate. That has not been playing well. And then, you know, pretty soon coming up, they have the chiefs, you know, the hope is that after the bye week, and the game in Mexico City against the Patriots that uh, that car's back for that game because um, you know they have a really really tough final stretch with the Patriots, the Broncos, Chiefs, Cowboys, Eagles. That's going to be a tough finish for them. And if 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 they can't hold serve until then, they're going to be it's it's going to be a tough road for them. He is Greg Bedard. BostonSportsJournal.com is the the website if you want to check out his stuff. Greg, we've got uh, Steve Sparks from the Astros. Uh, yeah, go radio, Astros. Radio Network coming on later today. This should be a good one. Uh, I know you, uh, you your crew up there covers the Red Sox. And, man, Verlander versus Chris Sale should be a really good one this afternoon in Houston. Yeah, I think, it, you know, for the Red Sox, I think it all comes down to this game. I mean, you know, it's just one game in a five-game series, but... You know, if Chris Sale, who at times has just been ridiculously filthy this season, but he tires as the as the season goes along, if if he can go out there and be his dominating like Cy Young self, and and they can get Game One in Houston, then I like the Red Sox chances. But if they if if Sale can't can't get the win, I think the Red Sox have a tough time winning this series. Hey, look, the Red Sox used to be the lovable losers. They've won enough. It's time for the Astros to get to get their piece. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I wouldn't mind that. That's a that's a fun team to watch. They're exciting. They. Uh, I, I love the way they play the game. So I, you know, I. If the Red Sox were going to lose, I wouldn't mind it being to the Astros. There you go. He is Greg Bedard. Follow him on Twitter at Greg A Bedard. BostonSportsJournal.com. Greg, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Okay, we'll talk to you next week. Greg Bedard there from uh, Boston Sports Journal. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. 
Bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with Steve Sparks, play-by-play, or rather, color analyst for uh, the He does Astros some play-by-play play He does do some play-by-play yeah. play as well. So He's also well, former New Orleans Zephyr. He is a New Orleans Zephyr legend, so we'll talk to him about his illustrious career in New Orleans as well. It, this is the Chris Gordy Show here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.